0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I am your host, Nathan Raglan, and for today's episode we have the sensational Left at London, an indie pop artist who just released her newest EP, Transgender Street Legend Volume 2. This interview was an emotional rollercoaster to say the least, one that I will certainly never forget. That being said, there are some moments that some people may not find pleasing to talk about, mainly mental health and several political movements. If you're uncomfortable listening to such things, I understand, and you're free to click off the podcast just like how Nat was free to talk about the topics. If you do listen and enjoy the podcast, feel free to subscribe and follow the podcast on most streaming platforms and listen to our other episodes. Each one has been fun in their own right, and I can't wait for who else I bring onto the show. Also, follow us on Twitter at PostModArtPod for future updates and guest announcements. And now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. Alright Nat, before we get started, I have to start every single podcast with the icebreaker question. And so the icebreaker question is, what is your most unpopular art opinion?
1: Most unpopular art opinion? hmm Oh shit, Yeah. <laughs> We're, we're not just breaking the ice. We're like fucking drilling through it. We're, well, I, we're completely I, melting the ice caps for this one. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: I, well, I'm hoping like this is like the hardest question so that every other question is easy to answer in comparison. Um.
1: <laughs> All right. I feel like my most controversial one, uh, certainly not my most true one, but my most controversial one. Um, Coldplay was not only good. They were great and also extremely influential. <laughs>
0: okay not just
1: to me but just like the general like the general like indie pop scene you can't tell me that you like listen to fucking like the viva la vida album and like like uh uh, parachutes those two albums specifically those albums
0: uh,
1: like i i've i've heard so many people be like Coldplay haters just for the sake of being Coldplay haters. And you know what? Like, I get it. I've also hold, heard Milo Xylato. We've all been there. But the fact of the matter is that Violet Hill slaps and Frank Ocean wouldn't have made Strawberry Swing if Coldplay didn't make it first. I'm just saying. I'm just saying.
0: I was going to say elaborate, but I think you've done that and then some goodness. <laughs> this is something you I, actually, I, you're passionate about, this one, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I... Like, so it's kind of funny because my sister, uh, like, introduced me to Coldplay, which is the most fucking, like, like, uh, boring sentence that I could have ever conjured <laughs> up. But, <laughs> but, like, uh, like, it was one of my first concerts that I went to, uh, the Milo Zalato tour specifically, even though I did not like that album. And, uh, and, like, like Chris Martin was one of my first celebrity crushes before I realized that I was a lesbian. No, no. <laughs> and then um then let's see. Uh oh yeah, the Brothers and Sisters EP, which like came up before Parachutes, genuinely super fucking good. Okay. Super fucking good. I, I've I've covered Brothers and Sisters at like this very, very old concert that like I did in high school, I think. Oh, like there we go. Yeah, so like I, I I have some I have some cold play opinions. I have not listened to their latest
0: album though. I I'm just not ready. It's one of those I I'm not saying that I disagree with you. I'm saying I need to definitely give more of a deep discography dive into them, into their stuff. Oh, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. no. It's like the more the deeper that you go into their discography, the more disappointed you get. You have to just look you, you just have to listen to Parachutes and Viva La Vida as albums and that's it. Okay. Maybe prospects march, but that is like side two of that's like the that's like the emotion side B of like coldplay albums, essentially, where it's like, yeah, this is uh the ideas that were expanded uh in the first one, and it's also good. it's just prospects parks, you know
0: fair enough, and that's a hill you're willing to die on that's the opinion you're willing to die on.
1: I'm willing to die on most hills these days. <laughs>
0: Duly noted. With that, <laughs> with that, let's get on to the podcast. Welcome everyone to the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I'm your host Nathan Ragland. With me today, I have a whole entire intro just for this thing. She is a transgender indie pop artist, poet, and comedian, featured in the likes of Forbes, Vice, and Great Big Story. Her newest EP, *Transgender Street Legend* Volume Two, is out now on streaming platforms. The transgender street legend herself, Nat Puff, aka Left at London. How are you doing today?
1: I I'm I'm doing all right. Uh, (laughs) It's been it's Uh, it's like. Oh god. It's like you couldn't have asked a weirder day to ask me that question. Like that specific like how are you doing today? Like it's been like a very like roller coaster of a day and I think that I'm like having some major hormonal fluctuations or something cuz this is not normal for me.
0: This is not but, normal. okay. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, mean, I was just
1: talking about my hormonal fluctuations on a podcast. You know, just just classic, classic, uh, casual shit. It's you know, just, it's
0: just casual banter. We all talk about our hormones and stuff, right? You know. <laughs> I mean,
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, trans people certainly do, but like, yeah. uh, uh, it's like I don't know. I I I've been trying to be less of like the like how are you doing? I'm doing great, regardless <laughs> type person. Like, like if somebody goes like <laughs> like if somebody goes like how's your day been? And I'm like. Like, oh, you know, I pissed my pants earlier, so I'm not doing too well. Like, I, I want to be able to say that with my friends, you know? I want to be able to say that with anybody. Yeah. Okay. I have not pissed my pants earlier today, but, you know, <laughs> there's there's still, like, three hours left of the day. Who knows? I, I, mean... I, I, I might just surprise you. I did just chug an entire fucking, like, liter of water earlier before this session, so...
0: Oh, this is going to be an amazing podcast. I already love it so much. <laughs> um, I... I'm just going to jump right back to the interview and such. I have so many questions for you. I do want to talk a whole lot about the new EP, especially. But, you know, I wanted to talk about, you know, how you got here and such. I want to start with, uh, as I was doing my research for this, what I looked at your article with Forbes, and they was talking about how you got your stage name left at London from your junior, uh, junior high band. How did the name come to be, and why did you personally stick with that?
1: It's always funny when, like, people mention that I've done an interview in Forbes because I'm not fucking rich. But, anyways, <laughs> uh, like, I was in junior high and I took, uh, music lessons, like guitar lessons at the Canaly Keys in Bothell, Washington. And right next to it was this place called, um, The Loft at Tandem. Okay. Uh, and, uh, you can see where, uh, where where like you can see where like the loft at tandem became left at London. I literally misread the sign in cursive and I was like, that sounds cool. <laughs> and I kept it as I kept it as a band name, and then all the band members left, and I was like, I'm gonna keep it as a solo project because I do not I do not want to identify with my birth name as my stage name
0: <laughs> understandable i just for a second there it's like you were talking about the loft and i'm like okay well i wonder how that's to then you're like obviously i misread i just had that moment of like realization like oh my god <laughs> the mind blown yeah, moment
1: i don't think that it's there anymore i think like the oh. chain still exists but i don't think that particular one exists anymore okay which is uh which is a shame i literally like once I, w- I was like two young. it was like a bar so like i couldn't enter so i literally like left a cassette tape of mine outside the door and i don't think that they ever listened to it so uh the oh, the former owner of the loft at tandem if you have a left at london cassette tape that shit could, could go for a for a pretty penny online if you yeah. if you were
0: if you were trying to put it on Discogs or whatever. <laughs> if, if you know the right, you know, places to look and know the right audience to cater to.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I made, like, 102 of them.
0: or something oh, wow. Like, that.
1: like 102 cassettes when I was in high school, like, by myself. And, like, uh, it was just, like, a live performance that I did at, like, this old record store that I worked at. And uh, and so, like, I, like, just, like, put it all on cassette and then backed it with, like, this single that I didn't know where else to put. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> god oh my god i'm like every time that i remember that specific single that i released uh it was called give peace a break and uh it was like it was like this political song about how like john lennon and gandhi were like racist perverts (laughs)
0: interesting Uh, okay okay yes
1: yeah and how they're like like often like heroified or whatever the fucking word is but like they're often like seen as like these heroic uh, like purveyors of peace when in reality uh, John Lennon beat his wife and uh, Gandhi pretty much like was like a horrible fucking racist. Uh, So I, I did not vibe with that at all. So I wrote a song about it. In, like, high school. I was listening to a lot of AJJ at that point. Ah,
0: gotcha. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's why I was also, like, all at acoustic guitar and shit. Like, right, it was right. literally just me and the acoustic guitar, and it literally started with, like, one, two, three, four, you know, shit like that. Like, very fucking AJJ. Very I,
0: fucking AJJ. I mean, we all get different inspiration from somewhere, some from art, and some from how horrible people are, which is understandable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I get that way with both of those things. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, so music and has been kind of like ingrained in your being for learn how long, what inspired you to make music, let alone indie pop.
1: Really? The notes love the notes. Okay. Uh, all the notes, a, a sharp, B flat. Okay. Uh, B, uh, C, C sharp, Um, not D-flat. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, not D-flat. Not a fan of D-flat, but D? Alright, D-sharp, yeah. That one's pretty good. E? Oh, don't get me started on E.
0: Of course. (laughs) Who hasn't heard about E enough? Jesus.
1: God, yeah, especially especially this old trans woman, but... (laughs) (laughs) God, okay, I'm gonna I'm stop with that bit. Anyways, oh, hi, kitty. Hi, kitty. Hi, friend. Oh. I'm, I'm doing an interview. What are you doing with your life? Fucking nothing but eating and clawing my fucking chest at night.
0: I'd say this would be the first appearance of a pet, but my dogs have been heard in the background from one of the previous episodes, so.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, this cat just stays up in my room. He literally never likes to leave.
0: I see. I see. Anyways, <laughs> Ooh, you okay? I'm good. It's just the cat is being squishy. <laughs> being squishy. Mm. Uh, anyways, uh, uh, Back to like you making music, um, I actually heard about you personally from a classic Twitter post, which I'll tell you right now, my background has a little bit of an indicator at it. You made a video a while ooh. back basically parodying the, the Tyler, the creator style, both old and new. What inspired you to actually make that post and just post it online? Um, oh, I... God, I...
1: I don't remember what mindset I was in when I made that. I know that I literally, like, I so did you see the Frank Ocean one that I made?
0: I did see the Frank Ocean one, too.
1: Yeah, so the Frank Ocean one, like, like, pretty much that, like, got so popular that, like, I was like, I should, like, do another one of these. And then I made a Tyler Creator one, and I didn't like it, so I deleted it. And then and I, like, months later, I was like, I still have that project on my computer. I could just finish that video again. And it ended up, sounding and looking and feeling better the second time around and so i was like all right i'm gonna I'm a do this and then t- fucking tyler himself like <laughs> quote tweeted that shit and uh i still haven't played a camp vlog now so uh, it's it's all been for nothing
0: <laughs> well not yet there's still hope there's still time there's you know. still
1: hope uh yeah
0: did, did you honestly uh, expect the the impact and like how big it just blew up randomly
1: I, uh, no, I I did not, I, um, I definitely did not expect it to, like, like, I'm really thankful that I stopped doing, like, how-to videos when I did, because I knew that, like, if I kept on doing more, I would just be boxed in, which I was, like, starting to be, but, like, people haven't, ma- like, asked me to do, like, a how-to video in, like, a couple months now, and I'm, like, oh, this feels nice. <laughs> I, i'm just like like great cool and then like if people are like drop another track i would be like oh oh this is also nice this is this is this is even better than the feeling of not being asked to do a how-to video it's 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 great i i i love that shit
0: there we go um Obviously, like it was, it was a genuine kind of parody of it. And like I said in the intro, you're, uh, you're a comedian. I want to ask, whenever it comes to like making music or making content like that, is it harder for you to be like serious with your stuff, or is it harder for you to be funny with that stuff?
1: It really depends on the song. I feel like with, uh, with like what I'm doing with Wow Okay right now, I'm like letting myself be a little bit like funnier. In music, which I feel like I don't really do with like solo left at London stuff, all too often.
0: Okay. Although
1: I did, I did make one song uh, that uh, I I cannot tell you much, but it's literally like it's like it'll probably be on volume three, and <laughs> okay, it's, and it's and it's like literally all a joke.
0: Is it even bigger of a joke than the Santa's homophobic song?
1: It's like that. Um, <laughs> I cannot say much about it because it spoils the song. But right. I will say right. but I will say, it's a damn good song, and I'm really proud of it.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah. We'll definitely keep that in mind. And that actually answered a, a later question I had, But since you basically mentioned it, you're already working on Volume 3? Or you're potentially working on Volume 3?
1: I'm pretty much finished with Volume 3, in
0: oh. fact. <laughs> oh. Yeah,
1: I... Um, I got very bored during quarantine. I <laughs>
0: that I s I started a podcast because of quarantine, so I can relate somewhat. Um
1: <laughs> God
0: damn. But yeah, I
1: um uh, I literally like I've made Oh god, the amount of songs that I made in quarantine alone uh probably could fill up like an album and a half minimum. Ooh. Not all of them are good, so I'm not gonna release all of them, but like I've been I've been writing and writing and writing and writing.
0: Let me tell you. Well, I mean, you know, some of the bigger artists in the world have always been known about their back catalog and such. So, I mean, even if there's you know a mil- you know million different great songs, there's bound to be at least one or two bad songs that artists make. So, I mean, it makes sense. Cat is looking
1: needy for scratches.
0: <laughs> um. Let's move on, but speaking of you know music and such, let's talk about the one that you actually do have out there in the world right now, Transgender Street Legend Volume 2. Um, whenever, uh, was there always a plan for, I, this is kind of a stupid question, but was there always a plan for a Volume 2 whenever you did release Volume 1 back in 2018?
1: I mean, there, that's not necessarily a stupid question. It was always on the table, but I never like really considered it as a definite possibility until I made Six Feet. Um, like, that was the song that I was like, oh, I can make a volume two of this for sure. Oh there we go. Um and so Six Feet was like the sort of catalyst of volume two existing the way that it does slash did. Um like uh I like in twenty nineteen, about a year ago, uh like a year and a couple days ago to today actually. Oh wow. Um, like I went over to Dylan's studio and uh, and we just like cranked that song out in two hours before I had to leave for a flight. Literally listened to it the entire flight over. That's how obsessed with that song I was. Wow. I I uh, like I literally started like tried to like start a different album and on track three of that album I was like, no, I still want to listen to Six Feet. So I just kept on listening to Six Feet. It was ridiculous. I I, I got so familiar with that song so quickly. I literally listened to that song on the flight for a longer time than it took to make that song. That's how <laughs> crazy that song was. That's how okay. crazy that session was.
0: Goodness. I I guess that leads to the next question, right? Uh, as well. What was like the process of like, you know, you said you started off by just making six feet. Like what was the process of from making six feet to, I need to make volume two to actually putting it together and releasing it to the world.
1: So the timeline of volume two, uh, was, actually choke was written before six feet okay um i completely forgot oh man how did i forget about choke damn okay (laughs) so so choke was the first song that i made but i didn't finish recording it i literally just had the instrumental done and it was supposed to be in a completely different key and sung in falsetto but literally Mm. like the day that i recorded the vocals i was like i'm frustrated with how airy and like sickly this falsetto sounds today i'm just gonna change the key and then that's what I did. Um, so that's the reason why it's that key. But I originally made Choke, and I actually was supposed to get a guest verse on it from, like, uh, like a, a pretty well-known rapper, uh, and he was, like, down for it. Uh, I'm not going to say who. Right. I, I might have already said who in another interview, but <laughs> uh, I literally tried to get, like, this verse from him, and he was like yeah fuck yeah i'll do a verse and i was like cool and then uh he's like yeah i'll get that verse to you by october of two years ago uh (laughs) and uh and i never got it so i was like all right i'm assuming that i'm probably not gonna get this verse uh and so i ended up going to like a concert of his uh and like he got me on the guest list and everything so i was like okay we're still cool at least and then um and then uh like it was like it was like a halloween show i think so yeah no it was a halloween show and immediately afterwards like he was like he was like uh he he said this to the audience he was like normally i don't like to get drunk on stage but fuck it it's halloween and he just like <laughs> chugged a beer or <laughs> and like and like <laughs> i was like oh shit i'm not gonna be able to talk with this, with this man tonight and then like he ended up like instead of like like um Literally, he announced on stage that after the show, he was going to the strip club, like, right across the street. <laughs> and I was Living like, okay, the dream, respect. Huh? <laughs> yeah, but there were, like, multiple... I think there were, like, multiple strip clubs on that corner. Uh, so I literally I literally was like, which one do I go to? Every single one has, like, a significantly higher cover charge because it's a holiday.
0: Yeah. I do not yeah. want to go
1: into any <laughs> one of these strip clubs, period. I... I'm not doing this. So yeah, the the song remains verseless.
0: Okay, that I did yeah. not. I did not expect that story at all. That is.
1: Oh, believe me, neither did I at the time. But uh,
0: so uh, so so that whole entire process with choke kind of you know came and went. Um, and then yeah. you had six feet. Yeah. So
1: it was choke, six feet. Um, then it was. Oh god, was it um I'm trying to remember all the songs of my album now. <laughs> uh it was it was choke 6 feet then I want to say t-shirt. Okay. Um, yeah, t-shirt. Okay. So so the track list.
0: <laughs> let me let me go through I'll the take, track list in I, my I, head. I can read the track list right here. I have it written down. <laughs> uh, oh thank oh thank god. <laughs> uh, do you just, do you see us? Yep. Six do you feet, see us? Choke, safety feet, first. Choke. Uh T shirt and then t-shirt. my friends are my really friends strange. They're kinda of strange. Kind of strange, my bad. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> They're not really strange. They're only kinda of strange yeah, Only kinda, uh, just a
1: little. <laughs> just a smidgen. Uh but uh yeah, so um yeah. Uh it was choke, six feet, T shirt. T-shirt kind of is one of those things where it's like it could technically count as the first song that I worked on because I came up with that hook in high school. Oh, um, okay. And then, um, and then after that, I made My Friends Are Kind of Strange with Chuck. And then I made Safety First, um, like, like after, like, and I made Safety First after I considered trans industry there's a volume two to be finished so Mm -hmm. do you see us in safety first we're originally not going to be on the um and then i mean do you see us last
0: okay okay and just kind of one of those after you made it you package it promote it and here it is in the world (laughs) yeah literally um i don't know if this was intentional or not but for me whenever I was actually listening to the ep I kind of got this like message of like you know safety and and comfort you know whether it be the the presence of it or the lack of it throughout the whole entire thing was that an intentional like thought as you were making it or is it just kind of eh, this is all here here's the here's your interpretation of it
1: It's really strange because I feel like um I feel like I never noticed that like safety motif until you mentioned it. Uh, so, like, the fact that, like, I had a motif in my album that, like, didn't even process with me until the, the fucking thing was made really kind of, like, shows that, like, because, like, Choke, when you think about it, is, like, the least, like, safe song in in the,
0: in the all the sense of the word. Um, I, I, I was going to say, like, for me, like, it is, like, the lack of it, but it's also, like, not just, you know, safety, but trust in the person, that you trust the person enough to treat you this way that you want yeah. to them to treat you this way so it's like a, mm. a different sort of like a layered comfort it, you you mm. have an idea why <laughs>
1: that's just
0: yeah uh, yeah no i guess
1: like like that's really interesting that you mentioned all this because that, like again i didn't really know that i was doing that as a motif and so what i like what i'm kind of learning is that like like i, I need to come up with a motif for volume three <laughs> but uh <laughs> but uh it's like safety first that title is kind of a mislead because that like the reason that it's titled safety first is there's no reason i literally named the beat safety first for no reason and then i couldn't figure out a title for it and the name safety first just stuck and like i think that's the re like because of the the name of the instrumental was safety first. I think that's the reason that Vera said, uh, I just want you safe and sound. I just want your arms around me, uh, in the song. Right. Um, Oh, which by the way, while I'm shouting out Vera, uh, Vera much new EP. Thank you. It, it's, it came out yesterday mm-hmm. as of this recording. Uh, I'm on a track and, uh, it's not even my favorite track on the EP. So <laughs> like, like, that's how good that ep is like there we go so fucking good uh yeah so
0: i was gonna say the track that you're on it's called was it mortifying ordeals of being known correct yeah did you listen to it i did listen to it i also have it written down just in case but i did listen to it and i actually did like it um at least i listened to that song i need to go back and listen to the entire ep that uh vera released yeah the
1: last track is my favorite
0: okay Okay. Uh, duly noted. And I'll be sure to, I'll be, I'll update you on that. <laughs> uh, no, but um, like, I thought it was cool that, you know, it was kind of uh, that you guys were able to work together on like each other's, you know, little EP right there. Cause I mean, what was it? I, I think you posted something about this on Twitter. You said that you worked with her or she worked on your song first, correct?
1: well i know my song was released first but i don't right. actually remember hm. i i have to look this up hold on
0: <laughs> well i was gonna say how did how did you two get to to know each other and how did you two decide okay well we, you know help me out or uh, help each other out for that one
1: okay so yeah uh, mortifying ordeal of being known was made first but it was released last
0: okay okay um
1: uh and I don't know why that is. It just sort of happened that way. Uh and there was actually it's actually really interesting. I had like this whole like like she gave me the stems for Mortifying Ordeal and I actually made like this whole different outro but uh she like she fucked with it but it was just like it doesn't transition into the next song as much <laughs> as my outro did. So I have to cut it. I'm sorry. And I was no. like that's okay. It's okay. Uh So, um, like, um, yeah, it's just the way that Vera and I met actually and the, the way that me and holiday kiss met, uh, the same way I, I posted a tweet about like wanting to start a, uh, a a, like WLW Brockhampton and, uh, they were, they were two of the people that like responded and they were the two people that I like, like i think they were the only two people that i hit up back and like <laughs> like and that's no disrespect to anybody else who like contacted me i had like a lot of submissions but those two definitely stood out the most to me and uh so like i'm really glad that i get to collaborate with uh like both of them uh like now with uh with mortifying ordeals safety first and then with holiday kiss this whole wow okay project
0: absolutely and we will definitely talk more about that later on but i want to get back to uh the ep i wanted to go through just some of the the, the songs themselves because i have like some questions about uh each one of them uh the first track obviously do you see us uh featuring uh noby if i please tell me if i'm correct or pronouncing that correctly the uh, words are wonderful yeah okay. yes noby yes um for those who don't know, uh, you actually also re- released this previously with a two track, uh, like, you know, just two singles alongside each other. Uh, I can't remember what exactly the the little list was called, but I know the, the second song on it was As Blue as a Bruise. Jenny,
1: yeah. Jenny Durkin resigned in disgrace. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
0: um, for those who don't know, who is Jenny Durkin and why was that like the, the prominent name for that? I should say. <clears throat>
1: She is the mayor of Seattle.
0: Both of those songs are
1: about Seattle politics specifically, even though that they are very relevant to the world as a whole right now. I feel like Seattle specifically is what I know and what I can write about. And because I barely leave the city. And I feel like the response that S P D and Jenny Durkin have had on the Black Lives Matter the Black Lives Matter protests has been absolutely fucking atrocious and um really sort of reveals like really pulls back the layer of like like yeah we're an accepting liberal town like no it's 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 a fucking like it's a fucking gentrified like like hellishly white in like the most harmful of ways uh cesspool of fucking
0: Just just white privilege all over the place, basically.
1: White white privilege, uh white arrogance, um and complete lack of self awareness. And I'm not saying that like I I, I am one of the few self aware whites in Seattle or anything like that. No, I'm not I'm not that self-righteous, but like I, I, I like to believe that I try a little harder than some of the people that I've met here. Right, and right. um, and like I'm not going to say that like keeps me from critiquing myself or like like looking at myself, but like God damn, like it's it's really like it's really kind of like it's really weird to be in love with the city and then hate the people. That are like, like making the city, like like that that like have like made the city what it is now, which is just like the city before, but like worse. It's it's just a really weird feeling, sort of like seeing the city change in the way that it has. Well, with Amazon and and right. like Microsoft and just like the fact that we have two billionaires living here specifically, like two of the richest men on earth, both here at the same time really like like while we have like a horrible 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 homeless crisis here uh this is getting worse and worse especially with the pandemic it's just absolutely disheartening and the fact that i'm still here even though that like it's it's hard to pay rent it's hard to um like it's hard to stay afloat it's hard to uh it's hard to
0: survive at times it's yeah
1: yeah, it's hard to survive sometimes in the city especially if you're like like non like if you're if you're not like white cis pet uh able-bodied anything of these of these types of this like it's fucking disheartening and i and i cannot stress enough i am in love with this city but god damn it's it's
0: like you hate seeing how it's basically burning in front of you right now
1: i mean it's burning in front of me but it's also like realizing that it's kind of always been burning like since like the since, like, the name Seattle was, like, ever since the name Seattle replaced, like, the fucking, like, Duwamish tribe names that, like, used to, yeah. like, exist prior. And that's not to imply that they don't exist now. It's just, like, it's, it's not what people know this area to be on a wide scale. And that's fucking tragic. That's, it's... It's
0: disgusting. I understand. I was my question with the the song "Do You See Us" as well is like you you probably, like wear that the the emotion of like being in the city uh, among other things on your sleeve. How important is it for you to have a message like that loud and proud in your songs instead of just like saying it on Twitter? But yet your songs being like something completely different.
1: I I feel like it was the. I feel like music is always the best place to express my anger and I felt very angry on the day that I wrote that and I am very happy that I ended up writing it um I I always have like I never consider myself I've never really considered myself a political person really like Like, I am involved in politics solely because that, like, I don't know, I I have empathy, but, like, I wouldn't consider myself, like, a politician or an organizer or anything like that. So, making a political statement like this has always been sort of out of my wheelhouse, but when it happens, it just happens, and it happens naturally, and it feels correct. And so, I was very happy that that energy was shown even though that the reasons that it was shown were not the most pleasant of reasons i i i have a very mixed feeling about that song and um and like i don't think that it was a an improper song for me to release but i do feel like like it's not a song that i can like jam out and smile too, you know I'm, I'm i get angry when i hear that song because i'm like reminded and shit right
0: but, right
1: yeah it, so it's like a very weird song for me to hear back
0: but it's one that definitely need to be out there and needed to be released especially with everything that's been going on in the world especially in seattle for you yes um and I do want to say I actually I, I enjoy hearing that song like every time, you know, it, for me, I, I, I feel kind of the, the passion and the anger that you have when with your lyrics and, this, and Noby's as well. Just, you know, yeah. the 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 intensity of it, like it, it matches kind of just how messed up the world is, especially at this point. So
1: it's like I feel like one thing that people do in this particular time and space is that like we don't allow ourselves to get as angry as we should slash want to. Like like I've kind of like I remember like the the moment that a Chick fil A was built in Seattle, I literally started losing faith in like Seattle. Like that was like the like defining moment of when I like started like being like, oh. Seattle kind of sucks and the people who live here kind of suck because like Chick-fil-A, I'm sure their sandwiches taste great uh, or whatever, but they're still like run by like homophobic bastards. Yeah, and who still
0: fund thousands and thousands of dollars into anti-homophobic like therapy. Or not know, anti-homophobic. Oh, but... sorry. Sorry. Homophobe. Not... Yeah. Jesus. That'd be quite yeah. the reversal, <laughs> wouldn't it be? <laughs> yeah. No. But uh, to homophobic therapy and such. She, there's reports about yeah, like it all conversion over the Conversion therapy. Conversion therapy. Yeah. There you go
1: yeah and so like the idea that that like not only one but like five or something like that like i looked it up recently there's like five or six chick-fil-as in like king county alone and the fact that all those got built within the past like two years and i like like i've i've I haven't really had friends who've, like, eaten there, but, like, the fact that they're still open and, like, whenever I drive past them, like, the drive through line is, like, like, has, like, at least one or two cars in there. I'm mm-hmm. I'm just, like, I, I like, that was a moment where I was, like, Seattle can't shock me anymore. I, I, I genuinely, like, lost so much faith and comfort in the city that day. And, and it's it, weird, because it's, like, it's just a fucking sandwich <laughs> shop, but, like...
0: It, it's the, like, "God it's the, damn!" It's the concept and like the meaning and like what the people are presenting themselves behind it that just makes you just you know make your skin crawl.
1: Oh yeah, it's the principle of it all. Yes. It's definitely not the fi- it's not it's not the sandwich. Right. It's not the right. sandwich alone. Right.
0: <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> wow, uh, words are wonderful. <laughs> it's hard to find I words. Sometimes. Them. Yes. Uh, them. how about we? Well, We've gotten a lot, uh we talked a lot about the first track and if that's all if that's all from the first track, I'm amazed to know what the the rest of the song list is gonna be like. Let's move on with um with six feet. Now you said that you made the song in like two hours. Um how's it like working with Dylan Brady, uh, the producer for this one?
1: Like, for being as like for making as boisterous and like quirky music as he is, he's one of the most soft spoken, like producers that i've worked with like i literally remember like like he he's like he's quirky only in words and in delivery he is the most like zen person i remember specifically he um he like was like the moment that i walked into the studio to make six feet he was just listening to jenna rose's my jeans if you remember that song he was just like yeah this is he was just like yeah this is hard just like he just like like was like like speaking his praises and like and like that was when I knew that like like oh shit like this guy finds value in everything musically and not allowing myself to do that I am doing myself a disservice and my art a disservice and that genuinely like genuinely the six feet session, changed my fucking like life it 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 changed the way like in multiple ways it changed the way that i viewed music and it literally caused me to get a like fifth
0: diagnosis (laughs) wow really yeah
1: because that entire song is about osdd-1b if you're familiar with that i'm not sure if you saw the thread that i did about it
0: but i i wish i did i apologize for not seeing it beforehand um no problem
1: i i tweeted it like months and months ago so it's it it kind of got buried but Pretty much OSD-1B is uh, like alongside DID uh, are the modern terms for what we used to know as multiple personality disorder. Okay. Uh, So six feet is very literal. It is not about the call of the void. It is literally about me talking to myself until I realize that I'm not talking to myself. Oh. Yeah. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah. That. Okay. That's that now every time I listen to that song, it's going to be a whole different like meaning. whenever I listen to it. That's
1: like when I first made it, I was just describing like a panic attack that I had one time. And then I like, then like I showed it to like my therapist and then that sort of like caused the discussion to happen.
0: Okay. Wow. That's yeah. again, like you said, definitely changed your life in more than ways than one, huh? Yep. That.
1: That's also what My Friends Are Kind of Strange is about, too. But it's, like, okay. in a much more positive light. In okay. a much more positive light. Yeah.
0: I'll, I mean, we can go ahead and jump to that one already. Let me put the thing Anyways. But, yeah. Uh, like, because for me, at least, like, I I feel like it was a feel-good song, especially compared to, like, the rest of the songs that were on the, the EP. What made you want to add that one to the mix of the rest of them?
1: Uh, is are Kind of Strange? Yes. Uh, I feel like... Um... I feel like volume 1 just ended on such a downer note. I felt like I needed to like pick it up a little bit the next time. And the fact that it like ends with like applause and like all my friends like like actual friends of mine like just singing the chorus that I wrote, like Aww. really ended like the whole album on a really positive, really pleasant note. And so I was really happy with the way that it, um the way that it closed the album specifically. Uh and oh god. Uh if if uh as as far as like endings to uh Transgender Street Legend volumes go, uh the one that I got for volume three is a fucking doozy. <laughs> uh, let me
0: let me tell you that. It it is it has made me cry. <laughs> oh, oh man. I need to get tissues ready then whenever you do decide to release it. Uh <laughs> goodness. All this emotion just from music. That's, I guess, that's the power of music itself. <laughs> um, oh yeah,
1: for real. I mean, like, I, I love crying to music. That's like a hobby of mine. <laughs> like, just like, yeah, I'm going to just like, like, smoke a joint and like put on fuck like whatever like album like f- like just hits my bones the right fucking way.
0: There we and,
1: go. And uh, and then like, ugh, goddamn, like trying to think of albums that have done that before uh i i'm looking directly at my like igor vinyl right now so that's like the first one that's coming to mind oh, but, there we um,
0: go.
1: oh my god yes
0: the, I, I i don't know if you can tell from the video i already got the the vote igor sticker right here so <laughs> oh fuck yeah did you get yeah. the
1: uh did you get the uh original cover or like I, the
0: alternate cover i i i don't have vinyl so i didn't get either Oh, um, you just got the sticker. I, I got the <laughs> sticker. Cool. I, I got the sticker. Cause I got a, a keychain off of the the golf site and it's like, okay, well you want this. Well, we'll give you this as well. I'm like, awesome. This is better than I expected. Um, yeah. cause I, I mean, I listened to that, that whole entire album. It, 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 premiered like, or it came out like two days after my birthday. So I considered it my own like personal birthday gift, even though Tyler has no idea who the fuck I am. Um, <laughs> But it's one of those like I absolutely fell in love with that like just listening to it over and over and over again. I thought it was going to be hard to top Flower Boy, but I could not stop listening to that. Like the It's the...
1: strange cuz like I Oh sorry. Uh continue?
0: No, I was going to say like just the, the raw emotion that you feel with Tyler at sometimes, especially when, you know, are we still friends comes out at the tail end. Just... Yeah, that's
1: that's that's a that's a classic closer. Mm-hmm. Uh and also like a like a fucking I I literally like so I literally went to his concert in Portland like a day after I got broken up with,
0: Aww. and
1: uh, oh my god, that was it was it was like it was the sweetest hell I could have ever experienced. <laughs> Let me tell you, it was it was it was tragedy and catharsis and all rolled into one. Uh, it was it was heartbreaking but so pleasant. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm 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 talking about somebody else's album. Right, like, right. Let's um, let's get back to
0: yeah. um, let's get back to this. Yes. let's get back to your EP and let's get on to the third track of the the thing, which is "Choke." Um, I just want to say, first off, girl, you nasty. Um, <laughs> with, I, that, with that song.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was a. Uh, I literally remember like putting a poll on my Instagram that like like that was like if I made a if I made a slow song. Would you would you want it to be sexy or depressing? And then before the results even came in, I was like, I'm gonna make it both. You're and <laughs> then I then I started like talking about like like how like like sort of like that that like using sex as a way of like like feigning intimacy between a partner who has romantically pretty much lost interest in you but is sexually still into you. And uh sort of like parsing through that denial of losing that romantic interest with them via um like just having a bunch of sex and being like yeah this is making love but it's just having sex with somebody who doesn't love you and uh it's happened before uh to not more people than just me
0: right right but but uh
1: yeah, it's it's a it's a tough fucking thing to write about. I don't I, I don't feel like I've I've heard too many songs about that particular topic.
0: No, but like I was gonna say, like you know, with with some of the with the way that's like presented at times, how were you able to make like such a a very like at least to me, it seems like a very intimate song about something that's like as you know rough to you know just straight up just something as rough. Uh.
1: I don't know. I I don't feel like I have that much to hide with my audience. I feel like... I don't know why that is, but I just feel like... I I, fe- I feel like... There's this relationship that I have with my audience in which I don't really have, like... Not necessarily the choice, but it's like I don't really feel the need to be private in terms okay. of, like, my songwriting... um so i i just sort of write what i want to write about and if it's blunt then it's blunt like literally the only times that i've changed lyrics were like when other people were involved and like like i like would know that it would make other people uncomfortable like specific people and so like like not to be not not to not to drop another song that's not even on the ep out but like like um like black and white when i released black and white i had to change like some lyrics about those because uh uh, oh boy, uh, <laughs> that song was a lot more personal than it was. And that song was already pretty personal.
0: Oh no, absolutely. Uh, I, I, since you mentioned that song, I want to kind of lead it into the next song in the album, Safety First. Um, with both songs, there's a trend, at least both of them, of that like sudden uh, t- shift in tone, like halfway through the song. And like with Black and White, like I, I, I love Black and White. It's like at least top two or three songs for me. I, you know, how, how we, i know i'm weird um but
1: no 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 i i, I that was like a that was like an approval oh not like, a, uh, not like
0: a i oh. thought you were judging me yeah. for a half second there no uh no
1: no god forbid <laughs> i okay i before we continue i really have to piss so i, okay. I do not
0: that's fine
1: i will be back i'll be back in like two minutes i'm not even gonna hang up the no, call you're, so you're just no, no, gonna no, hear was... my fan blowing and maybe my cat sniffing the screen
0: that's fine it's just one of those like for this part i'll just like it, it'll i'll cut it out so you can go ahead and take care of your business and i'll just be ripped oh right, no here, right. i want you to
1: include all of this i want <laughs> you to include all of this okay that's make sure point. yeah yeah make sure that make sure that you include me saying the phrase i'm going to piss now <laughs> uh, directly in this interview otherwise i'm walking
0: <laughs> okay then go for it
1: <laughs> All right, all right, here I go. All
0: right,
1: I am putting my phone on the charger so it charges a little bit while I'm gone. There we go. I am walking away. I am opening the door. I am closing. The door.
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 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 One bathroom break later.
1: I'm opening the door again. (laughs) I am closing the door. I am walking towards my phone. (laughs) I am unplugging my phone from the charger and now plugging in my headphones because I have a fucking Apple iPhone. (laughs) Putting on my headphones. Taking my cord. Plugging it in. And we're back
0: oh my goodness i i just died laughing for at least a good 30 seconds just with that whole thing. <laughs> you know what do you, okay
1: do you ever see something like like that's just like oh something bad has happened here i just experienced that where i went into i went into the bathroom and like i i sat down and then at the foot of the toilet i noticed two socks like taken off and i'm just like oh Oh this this was a this was a miraculous shit that happened around <laughs> these vicinity just now like like somewhere in the past like 20 minutes this has happened so like and it was so gruesome and painful that they literally had to take their socks off midway through <laughs> I, I, I've never had that experience before. I've never seen anybody go like, "Oh man, I, I, halfway through this shit, I got to take my socks off." No, I've never seen that in my life.
0: I'm almost scared to ask what the fuck is going on.
1: <laughs> I I wish I could tell you, but alas, I do not have the answer.
0: Uh, duly noted. Um, <laughs> God, we I gotta talk with you more often. This is like interesting conversation. <laughs> I I this
1: this is just like this is like my like average interview. I feel like I I, I, I like. I'm either, like, super sleepy and depressed or, like, I'm just this, like, constantly. There's no in-between. I, I I I do not have a spectrum in my interview style.
0: Fair enough. And, you know what? It's I just t- this. <laughs> and I'm just going to say it. Fuck it. This whole entire little bit right here, maybe, you know, like, minor chops. But I'm making this, like, the Twitter teaser. Like, I put, like, a little video, like, you know, letting people know, hey, here's the guest <laughs> for this week. I'm making this the teaser. You can Oh yeah, me yeah. just
1: going to the bathroom? Yeah, just
0: just Ray right. was like, yo, hey, make sure you let let everyone know I've got to take a piss. <laughs> <It's> just...
1: <laughs> Fuck yeah. I I, I I I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I let Run it back. DJ run it back, you know? Let these people know.
0: Yes. Um back to my question before that all just yeah. happened. <laughs> yes. Um but with black and white and with Safety First, you have this like the the shift in tone like halfway through the song and like as well, I loved the one that you did for Black and White, but, like, you seem to have perfected it when it comes to safety first. How did you feel like you... Imp- is there, like, a, you know similarities that you feel between the two songs, or... Was it just a coincidence that that just happened? Or did you intentionally, like, you know... This song, you know, I like this, I want to be able to do this, but I want to make it better than I've ever done it before.
1: Black and White's beats, which I feel like was... Um, <clears throat> was, like, meant to be, like... Like... A smack in the face whereas safety first beat switch was like like the immediate moment when you realize that like like the drugs are wearing off if that makes sense okay now like the you immediate that. moment that you're yeah it's like the immediate moment where you're like oh this is no longer fun i'm just feeling weird you know <laughs> and it's like uh that's like that's like safety first beat switch in a nutshell i made those two sections like like, I, I've said this before, but, like, the I made mean, the idea, do, I don't have energy anymore section, that particular outro, uh, before I even knew that it was going to be a part of Safety First. Okay. Um, like, I just realized that they had the same tempo, and so I just, like, mashed them up and then added, like, a transitional part, and that was it. And then immediately I knew, like, okay, yeah, shit, this is one of my favorite songs that I've ever written. Like, no, no, no fucking... No fucking question about it. This is one of my favorite songs I've ever written, and I remember listening to the first half of it before I made the second half of it over and over, being like, "What is missing? How do I how do I finish this song? It's a great song, but I don't know what is missing." And then that ending came, and Ugh. I was shocked that I made it. I was shocked that I made it.
0: I mean, I was shocked whenever it came out because it's like I. It's been one of the songs that I've had on loot personally, because it's just like it, it, it's that little gradual build, especially for that final part. And then just like the the sm- like I literally like smack whatever's like close to me whenever like that final like tiny little whisper almost happens at the end. Like it is such an amazing song. I cannot I I, I can't stop listening to it, really.
1: Oh my god, that actually makes me feel super fucking good because there's like I love it when like you have to do like this one ritualistic thing like every time that you listen to this one yes. particular song, I I do I do that with Raph uh, the like with like the full version with ASAP uh, with ASAP Rocky and mm-hmm. Frank Ocean and all those people, but like the Frank Ocean verse specifically where he like um, where he's like sleep in the grass Teddy sleep with Teddy. <laughs> Every time that he does Teddy, I every every time that gun cocks, I literally like have to like cock a fake gun, like <laughs> that. I'm like pantomiming holding, and for some reason it's always like a fucking like musket or some for, for some reason. It's never like it's never like it's never like a fucking like handgun. It's a literal fucking like like huge fucking like cock it from the bottom <laughs> like you're stroking the world's longest dick type fucking gun, like. Like that's like, like I'm assuming Frank Ocean is not um is, is like I I feel like I feel like uh that gun is owned specifically by people who like wear like like full body underwear and like live on the bayou. But like Frank Ocean is not that person. So I don't know where I got that image in my head from. But like I just like I I I, I literally remember I was on the freeway. I was turning onto the freeway. Yeah. And that, and during the turn, that part was coming up. So I literally cocked my fake gun as fast as I could and skidded back onto the road. (laughs) I do not fucking play around with this shit. I cannot stop.
0: Uh, Who knew that music could be so dangerous (laughs) versus me?
1: (laughs) Oh, I sure as hell did. I Uh, sure as hell knew.
0: (laughs) I mean,. I will say, to be fair, like, so my technical night job, I'm actually on a, I I work on a forklift and such, and I'll have, like, the the little speaker, you know, like, Mm -hmm. hanging from my forklift, and, like, every time that song comes on, like, I'll try my best, like, make sure the the steering wheel is, like, uh, you know, where I'm actually straight, or hopefully I'm not moving, but like I still have like the you know da da, da 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 boom, and like make sure I just grip onto the steering wheel, make sure I don't run into anything because Lord knows I don't want to <laughs> cause thousands of dollars of damage and lose a job.
1: <laughs> oh man, that that'd be the best way to lose a job though. If you haven't done if you haven't done like the company like significant amounts of damage before you get fired, then like frankly you're doing it wrong. Go big or go <laughs> home. At least quit. At least quit if you're not gonna fucking cause damages to the company you know yeah. uh hey hey uh quickly any future employers that are listening to this i do not mean any of this this is particu- <laughs> this, par- this part in particular is just a joke and um and i'm really excited to work for your company and uh oh is that a new tie you look lovely <laughs> anyways
0: fuck this is an awesome interview um <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so the- <laughs> wow uh now uh, so again, safety first, amazing song. Get with it every single time. The uh, the last song that we'll talk about since we already talked about my friends are kinda strange is T shirt. Uh when you released that you also released a music video for it, which had you in like just about a, a shirt for every single uh word in the song. How much did that cost? I just have to ask that out of curiosity.
1: <laughs> Two hundred dollars plus the cost of the uh, Animation? Spray, paint uh cans. spray paint cans. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even I didn't even remember about the cost of the animation. Yeah, okay. So yeah, it was it was around like probably like three hundred three hundred fifty dollars, which mm-hmm. is like for a music video, not that bad of a budget. No. Oh, I also bought I also bought my roommate who um, who filmed it uh, the camera they, as I affectionately listed them in the credits. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I I bought us uh, like a shit ton of Thai food after after the shoot. So like that was like also part of the production costs
0: i guess <laughs> so we're uh, thinking so, like three fifty four hundred.
1: yeah three fifty four hundred overall yeah
0: um and i mean it, it's a it's a it's a great song i i do want to ask about uh you have at the end a quote from correct me if i say this name wrong valeria espinal is that how you pronounce the name
1: vanelia uh, uh, Espinal.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, you had that quote at the end of the, of the song. What was the significance of including the quote about just the resilience of the human body?
1: It's really funny because I originally I had three different ideas for the ending of that song. Okay. I knew that I wanted to end with like the fade out of like the of like the of like the, of, like, the pitch shifted choir, um, and like I had I had like made that. And didn't know what to put over it. I was thinking about having my friend write a poem over it, but uh, uh, she ended up like being like, "I'm not sure if I can write a poem. I haven't written in so long." And so um, I asked um, I asked Val, who's just a friend of mine, um, to just like hop on the mic and say whatever they wanted to say. And so they just like talked for, like, I pretty much, like, one thing about, I don't want to really reveal too much about them, because it's, like, their life, but, um, the, like, one of their favorite things to do is walking, just walking, mm-hmm. like, everywhere, like, ridiculous amounts of, like, distance. And, um, like, so I just asked them, why do you like walking? And that was part of their answer. Okay. And so I thought it was beautiful, and... I thought it was a perfect contrast to like this whole song where it's like, damn, I've gotten better, but I still want to die. And then like, uh, then like having this like contrast where, uh, like she's just talking about like, just how we do these strange things to stay alive. Very, very similar to sort of the thesis that was brought up in, uh, I believe the title of the song is Amy spent AKA gladiator one um, by the mountain goats, uh, which like the whole chorus is literally like, just like, like do like the, the first line of that song is do every stupid thing that makes you feel alive. Uh, Do every little thing that tries to take the dark away or something like that. But like the whole, the whole chorus is just stay alive, just stay alive. And like, I feel like that sentiment has been very important to me. And so like hearing Val sort of echo that statement in their own words was super important to me and to the song. So I was really happy about that.
0: I mean, it's, it's a nice little addition. Like you said, nice little ending note with that song. And of course we have my friends is kind of strange, which we already talked about. And that's the EP that's transgender street legend volume two. Um, well, it's been a great time. I'll see you. <laughs> <Bye> <laughs> no, no, no. That's not the end of the interview. I'm just saying that was just. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, now that it's out there, have you how how's the response been on your beh- on your end? Seeing the the amount of streams that has gotten and the the love and support that people have uh, given to it.
1: Mm, it's always very weird answering that type of question, and I'm not going to fault you for asking it. But it's always weird answering that type of question because it's always like like i always wonder like should i be more grateful should i be like more like should i be hungry for more like what like what like where's the balance here that i can like accurately say like like cuz if i'm being honest like there was a part of me that was like damn i wish i did i wish this did a little bit more like i wish this had a little bit more impact but i remember what happened when i released uh the first volume which it didn't like start making numbers until like months after the fact for no particular reason and then i'm just like all right i'll trust the process i'll i'll let this one sit with people and hopefully that will because a lot of shit released that day september 25th was not a good fucking day to be a like an independent artist releasing an ep like (laughs) it's not the best day for that but it was um like, the amount of responses that I got thus far were very, like, enlightening and very interesting and and very, very kind. And so I'm very thankful for all the people that, like, told me directly that, like, my, my shit, like, was really important to them um, because, like, God like whenever anybody tells me like the range of which they have been affected by my music, it's always very, it always is shocking. Like it never will stop being shocking. I hope where it's just like somebody comes up to me and tells me like, Hey, you're the reason that I like, somebody told me that my friends are kind of strange was the reason somebody found out that, they also had the same diagnosis as me. That, like, this EP came out so fucking recently, and now mm-hmm. they're already like, holy shit, this is, like, this is, like, exactly what I'm feeling. Th- that mm-hmm. must mean something, you know? Like,
0: I, it's... I, I certainly think it does. I mean, yeah. yeah. its it's fucking
1: wild. Fucking wild. And it's extremely, like... I, I can't put a word to the feeling. It's like, it's like.
0: I, I think the easy way. It's is like, is it's like,
1: the... it's like humble, but it's not, it's not like, it's not an act of humility. It's like, but it's not also, it's also not adding to my ego. It's just shocking and like a good shocking. It just shocks your system and um, makes you feel like pleasant in like a very like eyes wide open way. It, it's, it's hard to describe that feeling.
0: It, it's,
1: I don't think there's a word for it.
0: I mean, I'm sure if, I'm sure if there is a word, someone would be able to, you know, uh, I, 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 I understand. I understand. <laughs> there's probably gonna... a German word. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, probably a German word for it. The Germans a German... have a word for fucking everything. No joke. Um, uh... No, um, I, I, I do wanna say though, uh at least for, for me personally, I wanna say, uh, with your music, whenever I after I did first see you with that uh the Tyler video, like I've listened to a lot of your music and I've always found like an odd comfort with your music. So I wanna say personally, thank you for taking the time to do what you do. Thank you for releasing the new EP because it is absolutely wonderful and I listen to that stuff on a loop a lot. And I honestly cannot wait for what's next when it comes to Left At Linda music.
1: You should definitely uh I'm not sure when this is coming out, but uh you should definitely try to make it to the to the Minecraft show. I've been trying to invite everybody to the Minecraft because this okay. shit is this shit is amazing. Yeah. I, I'm so happy with what Robin and I have been cooking up. Holy there shit. There we
0: go. I was gonna say this episode should be coming out I think October eighth. It's gonna be next Thursday. When this comes out, but, oh, okay, yeah, yes, yeah.
1: So it's gonna be like a week before.
0: Yes, exactly. But I was gonna say, speaking of that, now that we have you know volume two out of the way, you've like I said, like you've we've mentioned a good bit, you've already announced that your next project is this collaboration with Holiday Kiss called Wow. Okay, how did the the, the project came to be with the uh, with the call for the Brock Hampton uh, thing? Correct, or is that am I wrong to assume that?
1: No, that's that's completely correct. I was originally wanting a lot more people involved and. Slowly like the people either like were getting less and less involved or just like I realized like the collaborations wouldn't like fit together as well as I hoped that they would. Okay. And so eventually the project just sort of like fell through and then like I got contacted by one of the people organizing the concert, the Minecraft concert. Mm-hmm. And they were like, um they were like, Hey, um, do do you want to perform again? And I'm like, yeah, but let me just check for something. And I just immediately contacted Rob and was like, Hey, do you want to just make wow. Okay. A duo. And do you want to premiere our shit on like this concert? And they were like, yeah, sure. (laughs) And so we already had like, like three or four songs in the works together. Okay. So like, we already had like, uh, we already had like set a precedent for it, but like, it was just an immediate sort of like impulsive, response and i'm so happy that it happened because wow some of the stuff some of the new stuff that we've been making is just like ridiculous it's it's great and it's going to be perfect for the like for the like uh atmosphere of a minecraft concert that's all (laughs) i'm gonna say
0: there i was gonna i was gonna ask i mean obviously you chose to work with holiday kiss what was the what's been like the process like 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 working with them and you know making songs and such with them as compared to say you know working on your own stuff
1: it's well this is going to be kind of a no shit answer but like uh (laughs) it's a lot more collaborative
0: yeah Uh, yeah
1: (laughs) yeah yeah uh you wouldn't believe it but uh it's it's surprisingly much more collaborative when you add a second person but uh (laughs)
0: But, I, um, but like, for example, like has the, the, you know, your twos I don't know how different your guys' styles are, but have the, is it meshed well? Do you like, is there stuff that, you know, you've already been like, you know, this stuff's going to be incredible. How, like, how big of an ambition do you have for this collaborative project?
1: Well, it's like, I feel like we balance each other out because that like her knowledge in, uh, uh, their knowledge and like expertise with um, like electronic production is sort of like balanced by my knowledge in songwriting and arrangement so like literally uh like a lot of these songs that we've made we just sort of made like like uh, like like a minute like they'll make like a minute and a half long song or like just like an eight bar loop or something like that and then we'll just arrange around that and then all of a sudden boom song and then we just write verses over that, and then that's that's what we got.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. and uh, like you said, what was it? October 17th is supposed to be this Minecraft concert? Am I saying that right? Yes. yes.
1: We're after Kaya Crawford and right before Neil Cesariga.
0: Okay. Okay. So for those that can't attend, please do attend. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, I mean, with this collaboration, I also have to ask the question, is there any? any Is there any, uh, anybody out there that you would love to just make the call for to say, I want to collab with you at some point? Is there any dream collaborations with you?
1: I have a beat specifically meant for Denzel Curry.
0: Denzel Curry? Okay.
1: I have a beat specifically that I think that he would sound ridiculous over. And I've had people ask for the beat, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm waiting on Denzel. I'm waiting on Denzel. I literally, okay. because I i don't know if he actually did it but literally like because that like one of the people that denzel follows follows me i pretty much like asked through a game of telephone like hey can you just like give denzel this beat and see what he says and then he was like yeah and then sent it to him and then never got back to me uh but such is life uh So, so I, 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 have tried to give this beat to Denzel and I, I just want to at least hear him say no, uh, like at the very least before I'm like, before I give it up entirely. Cause it's such a fucking good beat. Okay. I, I, I'm so happy with it.
0: All right. Uh, I have to ask the ever so generic question with what you've been doing now, what you're planning on, where do you eventually see yourself say five, 10 years from now?
1: a joint eating some mac and cheese living the good life you know there we go yeah that's what i that's what i hope that i'm doing in like five to ten years I, I hope i'm still doing that okay <laughs> i mean yeah uh musically and artistically i i don't i don't want to i don't i don't, don't want to jinx anything but i i hope to continue like i hope to have finished the albums that i have finished writing okay like production-wise and and like be satisfied with them and have them released. That's what I'm really hoping for.
0: Well, I know myself and many others, we are definitely anxiously waiting for that day to come. Um, myself, too. There we go. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's most of the questions that I've had. I do have one last question that I like to end every podcast on. Um, for you personally, I mean, obviously, it, it, anyone can say that music is art so for you how important is art not only for yourself but for the world as a whole
1: pretty important I, i'd say <laughs> it's pretty important i'd say that like um like it's the reason that i still feel like i am here like Like I, I'm, I'm very, like I'm very open with my mental health struggles in my music, and I feel like music having that as an outlet and just having that period is the most helpful thing for my mental health. And to, uh, to, um, like conclude my answer, I would like to uh, play Hot Cross Buns for you.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Is this?
0: I heard it for a it's second. In... Oh. Yeah, it was it was my. It was in a minor key. <laughs> <laughs> in a minor key.
1: Yeah, I I bought this recorder in like a like a Oh, hi kitty. You did not like that sound. <laughs> That makes sense. It was an awful sound, <laughs> but yeah, I I bought that at like a like a souvenir shop on on the on the tour that I did with Valentine at the beginning of the year. Um, did a tour right before the fucking quarantine. Yeah, before that all this
0: crap went down. <laughs> yeah, that 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 was a trip. That was a trip for sure. I mean. I don't know what else to call it. I mean, that's what going, going from one place to another. It's called a trip.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this cat is being very needy right now, which is never like him. He's just like <laughs> meowing, just like, please scratch my
0: belly. Uh, uh, Nat, this has been an absolutely amazing interview. I cannot thank you enough for uh, taking time out of your day to just sit down and chat. Um, this has been everything that I had hoped for and then some, like it has been really something else. I don't know if I'll ever have another interview like this ever again.
1: (laughs) I mean, if like, frankly, the only way that anybody will top this is if they like, you know, bring the recording equipment into the toilet while they're being, (laughs) frankly, until somebody has that courage, I don't think that this interview will be topped. I'm calling it now. (laughs) Uh,
0: If I had like a leaderboard for like top interviews, I'll be sure to have your name like right at the top so <laughs> <laughs> um oh my god this cat oh what a cutie for the people at home go ahead and plug your stuff
1: uh my name is left at london i um i have eps uh two of them are called trans industry legend one is volume one one is volume two that's the way that numbers work <laughs> i also have the purple heart ep but it's not as good but some people like it anyways uh i also have some singles i have um I I have Wow OK, which is uh, coming out with some stuff soon. And um, what else? Uh, follow, my, follow my Instagram. I feel like people follow my Twitter, but not my Instagram. Actually, no. If anybody's going to follow anything, follow my Spotify and my YouTube page. I feel like that go. is much more important for my career. There we but go. But either way, either way, I feel like I've properly promoted myself uh if you want any links to these just go to left where i have the links to all of my socials at the bottom of the page and oh boy are there a lot of socials i did not realize how much i was on the internet until i designed the website (laughs) with my friend uh she was like hey uh what do you want to put under like social media and then i started giving her links upon links upon <laughs> links and i was like jesus christ do i need all of these and the answer is yes i do and i have a problem uh but yeah the that, problem is people uh, don't know
0: you enough <laughs> you need to get... the
1: problem is people don't know me enough i gotta i gotta conquer uh i gotta conquer, a, I gotta conquer a pornless tumblr next <laughs>
0: <laughs> pornless tumblr. Good Lord. Yeah. uh that's that's all right then um <laughs> no uh once again, thank you so much for taking time. Um, if you, for whatever reason, need someone for a speaking part for any future project, or if you're in Georgia and want someone to do a music video, I'm here for you. Um,
1: <laughs> I will try to remember that I have a resource in Georgia uh, yeah. the next time that I'm able to travel yes. in 2059. Uh, but
0: Oh man, you're yeah. giving. <laughs> man you're being generous 2059 goodness um
1: 2059
0: (laughs) yeah no uh thank you so much um i cannot uh, i really do appreciate it and for everyone else at home hasta luego mi amigos
1: Bye bye